Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract? fine print or you finally want to get that will done legal shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iheart pplsi does not provide legal representation or advice see a plan for complete terms hi let's talk about pro plan sport pro plan sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The volume. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. It is time. Welcome, everybody, to our Saturday morning. That's when this will air. Triple H joining us in five minutes. Uh, It's time for fake questions, real answers. We do it every Friday. I've got things I want to talk about. I don't want to wait for you to ask them. So it's fake questions with real answers. Here we go. Dear Colin, scale of one to ten. How does the Raiders' decision to bring back John Gruden as a head coach look right now? It actually, one to ten, it's about a four, four and a half. It actually looks a lot like I thought. So when Gruden got hired, I know John, very smart, very funny, but he had become a television star. He was the highest paid ESPN personality at the time. Television and football are different. There's a lot of industries that you can leave for ten years grocery stores, the post office. You can't leave tech in the NFL for 10 years. He did a quarterback show. That's not really connected. In the end, he's overly emotional. I would never give a coach a 10-year contract. They have too much power. We've seen that Belichick, even with too much power, doesn't relinquish power in the draft, in the Patriots, or a poor drafting team. So I think he's about a four. Um, And it's, you know what? At this point, He's a better soundbite than an NFL coach. Dear Colin, we all know you're an expert when it comes to NFL quarterbacks. Of course. So tell me what's the right team for Derek Carr. 
Well, the right team for Derek Carr is the Raiders. Despite what people think, he is the life preserver on an otherwise would-be sinking ship. I will say this, though. He's cheaper than Aaron Rodgers. He's younger than Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to throw his team under the bus. And Denver and Washington will both call Aaron Rodgers. If I was Washington, I would call Derek Carr. I don't think the Raiders would trade him in division, so Denver's out. I think the Raiders would trade him to Washington and try to get one of Washington's defensive linemen. They've got four great ones. I think Washington's the perfect fit. Dear Colin, do you think pro sports leagues have waited too long to put teams in Vegas? Uh, No. Here's why. So there were two concerns about Vegas. Number one, gambling. Supreme Court says you can do gambling. That stigma's gone. The other issue in Vegas was always a weird issue. So Vegas is very unique. It's probably the only city in the country where a lot of the big money works at night. Your pit bosses, your executives. So a lot of people with discretionary income work at 7.30 at night. That's when basketball games start. That's when hockey games start. That's when baseball games start. So to me, football was always the easiest Sunday, eight home games. Vegas NFL was always going to crush. Little surprised hockey did as well as it did. The arena's great. Then the city's hungry for it. I think baseball's got too many games, not enough Fortune 500 companies here. I think the NBA would work. Why? UNLV's basketball history. Lakers are wildly popular here. It's only 41 home games. NBA guys would like living here in the offseason. The NBA Summer League does awesome in Vegas. I think that would work. Dear Colin, you're also known worldwide, really, as one of the great bettors of all time. Thank you. What's the best betting experience you've ever had? True story. It was in Lake Tahoe, and I don't know if this happens in Vegas, but I was in Lake Tahoe for a weekend, and I went to the table in the morning, and I had a flight in two hours out of Reno, and everybody knows here, if you've ever been to Tahoe, it's about an hour drive Tahoe to Reno. So I had about 20 minutes to gamble. It was 5.30 in the morning. I went down to the table. There was nobody except about four dealers there. And I doubled down on the first hand one, and I gave the dealer half of it. She was a lady in her 50s. And what I discovered is if you tip really, really well in Vegas, really, really early in the morning when nobody's playing, the dealer will be your best friend. And for the next 20 minutes, she said, "Uh, darling, I wouldn't hit that. Darling, I think you should hit that. I won 12 out of 13 hands, gave her half, paid my hotel bill. That's the best betting I've ever done in my life. There you go. She called me darling for about 20 minutes. Just tip really, really well. There was one pit boss on the whole floor, and he wasn't paying attention. Dear Colin, you worked as a sportscaster in Vegas. Yes, I did. Many years ago. What's the memory that stuck with you most since that time? I think I've told this on the air one time. So um, Jerry Tarkanian was wildly popular. UNLV basketball was probably as good as anybody in the country. 
I was always, I want the teams I cover to win because it's more fun to cover people that win, right? You don't want to cover bad teams. But I was very critical of Tark because they'd had some missteps. So Tark, like Frank Sinatra, always had a reputation that he had mob ties. I never thought he did. I thought Sinatra did. Just everybody liked Tark. They'd buy him dinner. He had pictures where he was with, you know, unscrupulous people. Just like presidents from time to time, you take a thousand pictures, there's a bad person in a picture. So one time I'd been very critical of Tark about something and I was getting back then you didn't have the Internet. You know, it was letters, calls to the TV station. So I'd been really, really critical of him. And one morning I was doing a sports report and I was really baking Tark. So I go down after the sports report and the elevator and there was a guy. I'm not going to say his name. I remember it well. He was a big deal in Las Vegas in catering. His initials were CK. He, he's since passed. He was big. He was the number one caterer in town. And he was Tark's buddy. So I came down the elevator. I got off to get in my little Sentra. And there was a town car. And the window rolled down. And it was him with dark glasses on in a parking garage. And I thought, oh, I'm in big trouble. And I remember thinking in that moment. I can remember my mom was British. I remember thinking, God, this is going to be a terrible headline. My mom's going to read kid from the Northwest shot in a parking garage by a mobster in Vegas. And my mom, who was very protective, was going to be like, how did my son get killed by a mobster? Uh, he just rolled his window down. He made sure I saw him, smiled, rolled it back up. True story. Now, maybe he thought I was somebody else, but I thought, wow, that's real intimidation. He was in catering, though. It's not like he whacked guys all the time, but clearly he was listening, pulled into the garage and tried to intimidate me. All right. That's fake questions, real answers. And here he comes. And without further ado, let's welcome in Triple H. You know, it's funny, Paul, they gave me all these questions and I thought I got to some of these I don't even care about. Let's get to the real stuff. Yeah, go ahead. You look like you're in fantastic shape. Well, fantastic might be a stretch. Apparently, I didn't look that good. I had to go in there and get shiny stuff on my head so I didn't blind everybody. Um, I. I the, my, for me, the gym is sort of the anchor in my life, right? So um, I think everybody needs something that can level set them on a daily basis. For me, it's training. And if I don't, you know, if I'm not in the gym training on a regular basis, I started when I was 14. So if I'm not doing that on a regular basis, I feel like I'm spiraling out of control. Do you have another match in you? Could you be talked into it? So I'm glad you stopped that you still got it, Jan, because you don't know. <laughs> Quite honestly, neither do I. Um, yeah, look, if, if people want it, if it's the right thing, it's got to be intriguing for me. You know, so like 
just at this point with as busy as as everybody is in the WWE from a from a business side for me to get ready for WrestleMania it's not at at my age it's not a um something that you enter into casually I'd have to train a lot a couple times a day for you know three months or so to get ready for that in ring training everything so I've already torn most everything off my body, so uh, <laughs> you want to make sure you're not ready to do that again. So I, the training would be the tough part with the schedule, but if it was something that people wanted and it was intriguing to me, I would love to do it. I would love to, to come back and hit a WrestleMania, but I've said it before, I'd also love to, you know, m- much like somebody like Cena is doing, which is you sort of make the comeback and you do it, but going to the, to the towns... I'd love to, you know, if I was to do something like that before I called it a day, go to the garden again, you know, um, go to Japan, go to go to different countries and and have that one more match, you know, um, step into those cities that you went to where you have 25 plus years of memories of of all those things and opponents and everything else and, and be able to go out there and do it again um, in front of them one more time. Now, that doesn't have to be against the same person you go against at WrestleMania. So, you know, for me, it's it's a matter of what we can make happen, but, um, but it's intriguing for sure. Um, very few people have what I would call uh, staying power. And what I mean by that is Brett Favre, was often more popular when he when he lost. He was sympathetic. Uh, Conor McGregor remains popular, win or lose. In some of your biggest matches, your popularity, I would argue, increased win or lose. That is very rare. Why? What was it? So, it's a funny thing. Entertainment, WWE is an entertainment form. It's not a... Um, and life is... Everything is right. It's entertainment. People are drawn to other people emotionally. Um, their 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 personality draws them in. It keeps them binded. They, they it makes them feel something inside themselves. That person does. It resonates with them somehow. It's not about whether they win or lose. Mike Tyson lost a lot, yeah. especially later in his career. No matter what. When Mike Tyson came back for the next fight, people would go, "Yeah, but he's really going to come back in this one, knock this guy out." And so, like, this is this is the old Tyson again. Right. It was every time. McGregor's the same thing. I I believe um, that it and people would. I'll say this, and people are gonna they're gonna uh, blow up about it in some way. But if Ronda came back to fight tomorrow in the UFC, I think everybody would go, "Oh my god!" and they'd be enamored with it, right? Um, you have it, that staying. That's why you could fight again. You have staying power. I, I think. Look, I had to have because. Uh, I had the, like the worst record in history of SummerSlam. I had the worst record, like second worst record in history, or maybe the worst of WrestleMania. <laughs> like I, I got beat by everybody, but uh, <laughs> but it was a lot of really talented people. So I feel honored to have been in the ring with them. You know. So for you, um, you're now in the talent. I could say almost talent acquisition business as you are looking football players. I mean, you're looking all over the world now. Global talent. Yeah. Do you know, it's very interesting, you were rebranded multiple times. Um, a lot of people did not start, I mean, Rock Rock was not a star his first match, right? Not when they were chanting, die, Rocky, die. No, That's he right. was not, yeah. So, when, when you are looking globally, Paul, for all this talent, 
what are you seeking? What is the it? What is the, because I, I remember talking one time to Dana White about this and he had, he had dinner with Connor and he go, and he said, I don't know if he can fight a lick, but he's got star appeal similarly to you. Did you know immediately Cena was going to be big? So it's funny. The first couple of times I saw Cena, I didn't see it. But but no no no. But but I but I only saw him briefly, and I only saw him in the ring. I didn't get to see his personality. I didn't know him. So the, the very first time I ever saw him, uh, I was filling in. I think it was for Taker. They asked me to go make an appearance at a an event uh, for like a smaller promotion, and John was on the card. And uh, I remember somebody saying to me right before I saw him, uh, hey, this kid's going to be something big. Now, they had seen him a lot. They knew him. I I just watched him go out there for five minutes and have a match. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't see that at all. Once I got to meet John and know John, no brainer, right? It's it's his message. Yeah, it's not about. It is about the in-ring. And when people, when you say it to people where you go, it's not about the in-ring, they go, it has to be about that. It is, but to your point, Dana White saying, this kid's a star. I don't know if he can fight, but he's a star, right? Um, It's not about that. Hulk Hogan wasn't the greatest wrestler of the generation. No. The Ultimate Warrior was not the greatest wrestler of that generation, right? There were a lot of people. I can make a longer list of people that weren't the greatest in-ring performer of that generation that were the biggest stars. Who is the most underrated, in your opinion, the, the fighter that maybe didn't quite get to your level or Stone Cold, but you look back and you're like, hell of a wrestler, athletic, just just a gamer in the ring. <laughs> well, um, yeah, you guys help out with that. Feel free. Um, well, it's a hard thing to say because what you're saying to me is who who's the best? You know, if you're looking at technical in-ring wrestling, right? Right. Like, okay, so let's look at WrestleMania three. Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. Andre's older, broken down at that point, yep. can, can't move a lot. Hogan's Hogan. And and people think that's a knock. The, not the most athletic performer of the generation. Great crowd psychology. Unbelievable charisma. All those things. 90,000 people. Pontiac Silverdome, right? Because of that match. Savage Steamboat on the card. Steamboat, one of the greatest in-ring performers at all time. If that match wasn't on the card, they still would have put 90,000 people in a Pontiac Silverdome to watch Hogan and Andre. That's what they paid to see. The the, the, the match that stole the night, the, the fight, was that one. Was, was the St- Savage Steamboat, right? That was by far the greatest match on the card. But it didn't draw the crowd. Right. So... You know, there, there are a lot of fighters out there that, even, even in the legit fight business, great fighters, they don't capture the imagination of anybody, so they're always under Yeah, they don't have the magnetism that you did, Stone Cold, Hulk, The Rock. Look, Floyd Mayweather, you can make an argument that Floyd is the greatest boxer of a generation. You could make an argument that he's one of the greatest of yeah. all time, right? Technically, even, even statistically, beyond others, right? 
When did he really become a box office draw? When he creates a character <laughs> called Money Mayweather. Yep. And he pitches a show to HBO called 24-7. Right? And he goes on HBO and he gives them a character every single week against a bunch of fighters. Didn't matter who they were. And Floyd gives you a spectacle where everybody was caught up in this guy. And he knew if I can make them hate me and want to see me get knocked out and then no one touches me and I win every time, I'm going to make a boatload of money. That was a success for him. The personality was a success. The, the image, the Money Mayweather image was the success for him. He happens to be the greatest boxer of a generation, but the character is when it took off. Are you surprised at all by the growth of the women's side. Charlotte Flair is a rock star. By the way, Charlotte will be here with Renee, who is a member of the volume, Renee Paquette. That'll be after this. So, I mean, Charlotte's got amazing, like on Twitter, she owns it every day. Um, Are you surprised that there are nights where that crowd is is as big as the male headliner. Are you surprised at all? I'm not surprised one bit by it. To me, it doesn't, you know, maybe there was a time in the world, generations in the world, where they looked at it differently. I do think there's a generation, either one or two prior to this one, where they would have been like, women, athletes, you know what I mean? Right. I don't think that exists today. I don't think people care. I think they want to see athletic performances and they want to see personalities. Doesn't matter if it's a male, doesn't matter if it's a female, they're drawn by that. Um, And I think that especially, which is one of the things that I think is really cool is youth today are taught almost that there is no sort of uh, bias there. I, I see as many little boys walking around with Charlotte Flair shirts on or Becky Lynch shirts on or Sasha Banks shirts on as I do little girls walking around. So it's not just like, well, little girls gravitate towards them and little boys gravitate towards the males. Now, they do in some manner, but I, I think it's talent is talent. Charisma is charisma. Personality is personality. And I think you reward that in the way that it is. To me, when 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 the women have headlined and they've been in the main event spots because they should have been. It's because they were the attraction. Right. That, that's To me, that's all that matters. It's no different. Put in the performance. Put in the work. Be the personality. Earn the spot. It's yours. When it, there's been some celebrities who have come into WWE, some click, some don't. Is there a celebrity out there that you look at and think, he should give this a try. There's just one guy making movies I've always wanted to whip his ass, The Rock. (laughs) I think, I I feel like he might have potential to be pretty good at this. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He's got a certain it quality, doesn't he? You know, it's um, when you ask the question... There are, are certain celebrities that their that their charisma and their personality is when they play another character, right? So you go in a movie. I love that guy in movies. He's great in that movie. He's great in this. But when you see him or you see her in an interview, you're like, eh. like it's no personality, right? They, they, you've got to give him a character to do the thing. Then there are other people, um, and it's interesting to see to me in this day and age that like YouTube influencers, like the Paul brothers and and people like that, that love him or hate him, right? Like he's a character. No question. And and it resonates. And then people wonder why 
he goes in a boxing ring and does bigger business than anybody in boxing or MMA in some some capacity, and people are stunned by that. It's it's the it's him. You know, Paul. Too what I just interviewed him two days ago. The one thing he does as a consumer. He really cares. He's all in. This is not a shtick. Yeah. And it, it makes me want to buy him. So if a celebrity decided, I'm going to do this, and I'm all in. Like, I, I, I'm a, and I want to see you working out. I think the audience can sense phonies yeah. and people who are totally committed. Yes. And I think, I think look, that all, if you also, can find that celebrity, it would work. Yeah. Also, if you're a fan, look, when, when you know... When, it's hard to put yourself on the other side, but before I got into this, I was on the same side as you, right? So sometimes a celebrity would come in, I'm into it. Other times a celebrity comes in, you're like, God, I don't want to watch that crap. You know, it's just something you don't want to see. To me, when you go, when I go back and, and look at those, it's really their passion level for doing it. Are they here for bullshit reasons? Are they here because oh, it's a good payday or I need to increase my my viewership or my fan base? Or are they here because they love the product? Are they here because they want to be in the ring? Because uh, somebody like um, Bad Bunny, who, who like, you know, people talk about his appearance with us. He, he was talking about WWE and he's another guy that that celebrity is just it, it's all over him. Right. Talk about WWE, massive fan, has been his whole life, um, gets the opportunity to do this with us um, and live his dream, be a WWE superstar. They make him the offer. He, he buy, grabs a, a house in Orlando. He moves his entire crew there. He's at the Performance Center every day. I, every day I walk in there, they're like, you know, and I, well, hey, what's going on? Bunny's in the other room training. Wow. Yeah, I mean, just getting battered. Like, you know, he spent three months every day just like anybody trying to be a WWE superstar would. I was so glad that worked out as well for him as it did because he put his heart and soul into it. And they loved it because he put his heart and soul into it. That's right. And they could tell. You buy in, they buy in. Yeah. So it wasn't just about him increasing his fan base or, right? He loved right. it. And he put the effort in and he delivered. Well, you're and authentic. And you could see his passion. Yeah, you're authentic. You're an authentic 100%. guy. 100%. Um, this is a weird question. You don't have to answer it, but it's fascinating to me. So, um, you marry the boss's daughter, Stephanie. Shrewd, right? Shrewd. Because she's hot. Absolutely. And, and I'll just tell you, and getting hotter. I'm like the luckiest guy in the world. So... I don't see you as, you know, some guy with a schmaltzy line, but where the, you decided, I'm asking her out. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why is that a bad question? I, you, no. you guys all cared about that. I, I, I hit her with a pickup line that she couldn't resist and the rest was done. You know, I, <laughs> but I, I don't want to share that with you because then it's, you know, like it, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, some point I'll sell that information. No, I, it's a funny thing. We didn't know each other at all. We when you know, when we did the storyline on TV um, yeah. around the wedding, and yeah. you know, like all good marriages, I Mickey to drink at her bachelorette party and took her passed out through a Vegas wedding chapel here, Little White Chapel. <laughs> totally legal. 
And, um, but uh, we didn't really know each other hardly at all at that point. I, I think I'd met her a couple of times at that point. And, um, but you know, you, you start working together on TV, we're on each other every day, and, and it just. She's sharp, but she likes you, she's quick. Yeah, and, and it, but it just happens over time. And she's like a sponge for the business and was just coming in. So if we were doing an angle, and you got to understand at that point in time, you know, we're doing the stuff with her dad, but it's like rock and Austin and it's the right. It's as high as it gets. Right. She's like, just wants to be there to hear every word we're saying and how we're putting it all together and every thought. And, you know, she'd hear us all put stuff together and then walk away and she'd come to me and be like, so why are we, why is that? And why is this? And she just wanted to know everything. We were together all the time, you know, and just like any other relationship yeah. o- over time. The the funny thing is a lot of people in our lives were calling it out before we were. Her mom said something to her about it. She's like, what's with the Triple H thing with, with, with you? She's like, mom, you know, talent in a way. My mom said something to me. <laughs> said, said, um, what, what's uh, with you and the Stephanie? I said, mom, it's Vince's daughter. Absolutely nothing. She goes, I saw you on TV. You're not that good of an actor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was like, well, uh, you know, but at that point in time, I honestly was like, no, ridiculous. But then you start to realize, no, wait, there is more there. Before we talk, uh, John Cena and Roman Reigns tomorrow. By the way, in a football stadium, so this is, it's going to be electric. It, the, it's just going to be an incredible scene. I want you to go back to your career. I want you to go back to the match. Maybe it was the size of it. It was the opponent that was the most exhausting. That when it was done, I mean, Paul, you really felt like I I left every ounce you had. The, the toughest physical match you ever had in your life. So it's it's hard it's hard to say because there's moments in your career, adrenaline is a magical thing. Right. So there's moments in your career where you do get you know you get beat up, you get battered, um, and you get injured along the way. You know, um, it's not a secret. Everybody knows it. I'm not bragging about it, but like, you know, I tore my quad twice on live TV. Finished the matches. Um, I I uh, the, the first elimination chamber we were in. And I, I hate even bringing it up because it wasn't Rob Van Dam's fault in any way, shape, or form. None of us had ever been in that thing before. And uh, partway through the match, which was, you know, an amazing amount of talent, but as Rob came off the top of the cage, he, he went on top of a pod, which wasn't as didn't have as much space on it as we envisioned it having. He couldn't stand up straight. Whether I was in too far or too close, I'm not sure, but just came off funny and he tried to protect me but landed on my throat um you know i could hardly breathe the whole match and and they brought a doctor out under the ring and you know you you have matches like that where you're just trying to get through it adrenaline probably gets you through it yeah that's it and and those are those are difficult things and again like you said adrenaline that they were all chanting taker a minute ago and and uh I, when when Taker and I wrestled, not Hell in the Cell, but the year before, I'm terrible with numbers, so it was a WrestleMania something. Well, thank you. Um, but but wrestled the year before. It was so physical, 
And I remember walking out of there thinking like, Jesus, that was brutal, like on both of us. <laughs> and and for whatever reason, the people you're closest to, you can hit the hardest in our business. I don't know why that is. It's just a thing. Um, we beat the hell out of each other. <clears throat> when it was over, I walked to his locker room to talk to him and he couldn't get up off the floor. I went back to his locker room like two hours later and he was still sitting there. He had moved to a chair, but he couldn't get out of the chair. Damn it, Colin, you're gonna make my makeup run. <laughs> I did Charlotte for her earlier today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I had more makeup on than she did. Um, you know, that's leaving it all out there. But that's what we do. And, and there's, you know, are there matches where it's harder? Yeah, there's matches where, uh, but I've seen everybody do it. I watched Austin in the heyday. One time I wrestled him for like 40 minutes in a, in a town in the middle of nowhere. And I didn't know he was sick walking in. And uh, I thought he looked a little funny when he, we hadn't talked. You know, I hadn't really seen him much during the day because I, what I didn't know was he was sick in a room. Uh, and we got to the ring and I remember looking across the ring and I'm thinking, it looks a little green. Maybe it's lighting in here or whatever. But <laughs> anyway, we went like 40 minutes. And when we got done, I walked in the back and he was like laying down and he was just shaking and he was green and he had an infection in his elbow. You know, he had staff. I didn't know it. Wow. You know, and, and but he was just... The, the 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 pride of the performer and what we go through for you. you you don't you know people respect it and they get it but they have no idea no one and and i'm glad it's changed somewhat today we have the medical protocols that we have and everything we we protect talent there, there's an old saying that you know you have to put a rider on a horse on a on a on a racehorse because if you don't have a rider to stop it it'll just keep running until it dies a lot of ways performers in our industry used to be like that yeah and and we put those medical practices in place because you have to pull those reins because they will just keep running and and we, we you have to protect we have to protect ourselves from ourselves in some manner and and um so i've seen a lot of people do it but on an, on any given night most everybody's leaving everything they got in that ring. So tomorrow, Cena and Roman Reigns. Um, what do you foresee in terms of the physicality? They've been chirping at each other. What kind of match do you foresee? It's a funny thing that um, sometimes when you're in the midst of entertaining, it becomes real. Sometimes when you're in the midst of, no, nah, I'm just promoting, it becomes the second thought from the other guy. Like, like that was a little bit tight, wasn't it? That, that, that shot was a little bit. So let me hit you with back one back. If we're going to go there, let's go there. Where it goes from being clever and entertaining to, okay, and now you're in a different level still entertaining still performing personal but personal um and i think this one has crossed into a different realm yes. for me <laughs> nobody likes that all the time <laughs> so th th this one to me like 
You got two total pros in the ring. Um, Cena, you know, you can make the argument that in in the generation, the best of the best. Some people say greatest of all time, maybe, right? You you can make a lot of arguments for that. Um, I, I look at Roman, to me right now, Roman's on a different level from anyone. Anyone. In an, in an era where there weren't people there, he was on a different level from anyone. He has taken it now to another level beyond that. Um, he's one of those guys I feel like is changing sort of the business a little bit as he's moving forward to where he is pulling people back into a different realm of character work and what that means. And I love it. Right. So maybe I'm biased because it's more in my wheelhouse of performance, but I do think he's on a completely different level. When you get into the match, what do I believe happens in that? And I'm not talking about what we do or, you know, finishes or anything like that. What, what do I believe happens when you walk for a while and you come back? It's a big hill. I know I've been there yeah. and I've been there multiple times. It's, it's tough and your mind's in the same place. It's just not quite where it was before, even though you believe that it is when you're doing this every day, you're, you're in a zone. You don't think about it. You don't have to question it. You don't have to, there nothing. There's no path from here to here to there. It's just here to there. It just happens like that that's where Roman is and there's something for that momentum and there's something to be in the guy that's here every single day and I think he goes through this I think it's uh, I think from a performance standpoint when the day is done eyes are on Roman Reigns as what this business is about today and not John Cena that's my prediction I want to circle back to the beginning you get to pick the fight. You get to pick the match. You get a call tomorrow. You get to pick the match that would pull you back. Who would it be? I don't know. So there's so many talented guys out there to... to to perform against but it's not about the individual to me it wouldn't be about me as the individual it wouldn't be about that person as the individual it's about the the, the collective maybe the, yeah yeah uh, what you know if you look at the build to a fight like a movie what's the movie we can tell to get to the the climactic fight at the end what's that movie so what is the story that gets you through that movie that would be the thing I would need to think about would I would I want it to be uh, one of the, the great workers of today to make it easier for me. Uh, would I want it to be an incredible character person? Uh, be nice, because then it's it's more character-based and more storyline. Would I want it to be someone brand new or, or coming in from the outside? Maybe. It, it really depends. Um, so I think for me, it's, it's looking at if... I don't know that there's anybody that they could say this name and I go, oh, done. If they, even if they said, here's the name, I'd have to say, well, what's the what's the lead up? What's the story? What's why? Why? Why are we fighting? 
What? Unless, unless it was like, I. <laughs> And this will open up a can of worms. But, like, unless it was something that was so far back into me, and and we talked about it before, and this is not a suggestion, and I'm not, this is not like one of those things where later there's a meme where it's, like, confirmed. Um, but, but, like, no, but, like, if Rod called me tomorrow and said, hey, let's do one more. You know, we did that video a few years ago because he came up to me and he was like, hey, dude, I want to do one more match. I want to do it with you. Let's do one more. I was like, okay, sounds great to me. And so we shot a video around it. And then, of course, you know, like he's the biggest actor in Hollywood. Uh, so his schedule changed and it didn't work out. Um, Would have been amazing. If it was something like that, because just because like in so many ways, and I'm just talking about our business in so many ways, like he and I just kind of did this. A lot, you know, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Rocky Maivia, right? And and and, uh, he, and he comes in and we're going at it over the Intercontinental title. Then the nation comes along and DX comes along and we're going at it over that. And then we move up the line and now we're WWE champions going at it. It's, there was, we, we, we just kept mirroring each other along the way in some manner. And I feel like there's a connection uh, always with that for, for he and I, and I'm just talking about within our business. Um, so if it was something like that, yeah. But any anything else, I'd want to know what, what the setup was. The match tomorrow we're not talking about that will surprise everybody. What do you guys think? It's, it's so hard for me to say. Um, I, I feel like when you pr- try to predict, like, what's what's the thing you should be talking about? It depends on the it depends on the delivery at every moment in time. Do you believe But like if you, you want to talk about Seth and Edge? I mean, they're talking about it like. Do I want to see it? Hell yeah. Hell yes. Do you believe the environment in an NFL stadium will change the night? I, I, I believe that in in the, in today's day and age, like look, there there was a time just a few months ago where we put like three hundred people in a in in a building and we're like, oh my god, it was so loud, it was the greatest thing ever, <laughs> right? <laughs> and if you would have said that two years earlier, we'd have been crying at three hundred people in a building. Um, you put. 50 plus thousand or whatever it's going to be uh, in a in a stadium with the level of talent that are going to be there it's the, the best athletes in the world the best superstars in the world it's going to be electric and I think that that at this point people are so excited to get out of the house to be entertained to go out there and see what what their passion is again I, I say this a lot that like WWE, it's 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 not something you watch for most people. It's a lifestyle, right? Right. It's a it's a passion. It's a lifestyle. It's a it's something that drives them on a twenty four hour, and that got taken away from them for a long period of time. So they're back and they're in a stadium and it's fifty thousand people. I think it's going to be incredible. I want you to take everybody that's here to a place that none of us would understand except you. 
So I want you to go back. You're from New Hampshire. Hold on. My my wife walked by and they're all getting distracted because... Wow. Hey, so like earlier, I earlier I said she's getting hotter the older she gets, right? You notice how much bass tone there was in that chant. So I want I did good, right? Yeah, damn straight. So I want you to take when Cena and Roman Reigns walk out tomorrow. I want you to go back, young kid, New Hampshire. I know your story. You'd been rebranded a couple times. Take me to the match. Your first big match. You're walking out. And you knew in that moment, holy shit. This is it. My dream, I hit it. Take me to that moment. Where, when, and where were you? Because tomorrow, that's going to be the biggest moment. I mean, one of the biggest moments in 10 years in WWE. Take me to your moment. What is it like and where were you? Well, it's it's hard for me to say because there's so many moments. I worked with so many, you know, I was fortunate to be in a time frame where on any given day, prior to the attitude area, I was work. you know, I'm, I'm working with Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, uh, like, right. It's a, a who's who of the best. Uh, you flash forward to then we start to come into our own. I'm working with Austin rock taker Foley, uh, you know, a who's who of, of the best, historically best in the business ever right so there there but there is a moment for me i think when sort of the pressure of okay they've given you the ball and you're in a position where this this match can probably change a lot of opinions on you and it's royal rumble 2000 um street fight myself and mick foley because if, if you look at it this way, and this I please don't take this as a knock to anybody, but if you look at it this way, Foley is not a main event, main event guy at that point in time. He's not a marquee guy. He's a guy that is like me, maybe better, maybe more up the line, but like he's kind of a guy that is against a lot of really good people. Right. And I'm a guy that's coming up and against a lot of really good people. It's the rumble. The rumble is the rumble, but we're giving the shot to main event the Royal Rumble for the WWE Championship. So it's two sort of not solidified, proven box office commodities yet in that spot, and we kill it, right? And and my hat's off to Mick for all of that and for everything that that did for me and for him for whatever. But like, you know that's moment? a moment. I, I, know? I knew walking into the garden, um, this is like a, there, there are certain, you know, it's, it's, there's never one moment, but there are certain places where you know you're taking another big step. Sure. And this is one of those another big steps. But I know this is a big step. Like, we're, we're put into a position where if this pay-per-view sort of feels lackluster, other than the Rumble itself, that's probably on us. If it delivers big time, 
that's probably on us. Um, and it does. So, and it, and it changes the trajectory of both of us, I believe. Even though Mick was about to retire in some manner, and I knew that sort of going into all of this, um, but it, it really changed the, the trajectory for both of us because it put us out there as marquee guys. And to me, there's a difference. There's a lot of top guys. There's a few guys that are marquee guys. And what, by that, what I mean is if, 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 you, put, if you say right now, oh, uh, WWE's in town tomorrow. Oh, who's there? And, and someone goes, Roman Reigns. You go, oh, great. Right? You don't go, oh, who's he wrestling? Top guys, you get, who's he wrestling? They, they want to know what the match is, not the, the person. John Cena wrestles in his heyday or any even now in, in at his peak and you say WWE's in town who's there John Cena oh let's go right that, that's the difference and I think that put both Foley and I into that category yeah is Stephanie still here just wave to the audience please Stephanie acknowledge your existence please um it's going to be an amazing night, a great weekend. Renee Paquette, by the way, for you here. There's Renee. Renee, come up. Come here for a second. Hey, Renee. She was our biggest hire and has been. She's amazing. Great to see you. Thank you. Triple H, ladies and gentlemen. You, Paul, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. There we go. Thanks, Thank everybody. You guys. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. 
Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.